Good morning, everyone. Here is my worship, all of my worship. Welcome to Morning Manor, all you Morning Manorites. God bless you. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. It's always a pleasure to wake up first thing in the morning to acknowledge God in my life, speak over my life, and speak over my world, and consistently do some things because it creates consistent change in my todays and my tomorrows. I pray that everyone have this principle and have and have this understanding that what you do consistently will always bring change in your life. Let me say that again. What you do consistently will change your life. So make sure what you do consistently are good, always good things. Do good consistently and it will bring consistent good in your life. On the other side, you do evil consistently, it will bring evil in your life consistently. Okay, so make sure what you're doing is beneficial, not detrimental. Make sure everything you do in every single day is beneficial to your life. Body, soul, and spirit. Amen. So bless those that curse you. Pray for those that despitefully use you and abuse you. That's what the word of God says. Love those who hate on you. Love on them. Do everything that's beneficial to you every single day. Do it consistently and you'll have consistent benefits added to your life daily. It's a principle and it absolutely works. Amen. It absolutely works. You cannot sow and not reap. <laughs> Whatever you sow, you will reap. So make sure you sow good. Consistently, it will benefit your life. Amen. So God bless you all. God bless you. So hopefully you have already talked to the Lord. You've acknowledged him in your life. You've given him thanks. And so I want to talk about three things that every Christian should be today. Three things every Christian should be. There's a lot more that I could talk about, but in this space right here, I'm just going to select three. And three um, of my choice, okay? They may not be your choice, but they are my choice. <laughs> Amen. So the first thing I believe every Christian should be is to be thankful. Thankful. Why is that so important? Pastor Oral, why are you always talking about being thankful? Be thankful unto God for he's good. Yes, all those things are good. But you know what I'm so thankful for? That I am so thankful for salvation. If you're not thankful for anything else, it doesn't matter all the other benefits that you are blessed with. I mean, all the stuff God has blessed you with, the material thing, the houses, the cars. I mean, none of us are sleeping on a park bench. None of us are begging on the street. All of us wake up with a roof over our heads. We have a way to generate income. If we're not doing it ourselves, somebody's doing it for us. I mean, we are so absolutely blessed. We can go to a refrigerator, open a refrigerator door, and there's food from, you know, there's leftovers. Because we have more than we can eat in one day. So we have, that's what we call leftovers. Amen. Because we have so much, we have to put it back in the fridge. Because it's far more than we can eat and consume in one day. If you don't recognize God's blessing in your life, you will not be thankful. But simple things is that 
we must say, God, thank you. You go to your closet. Some of you are late for work or late for church. Why? Because you have so much stuff to sort through to find something that you want to wear. I've talked to so many people who come late to church. Why? Because they could not find something to wear. What do they mean by that? They meant by that. It's not they didn't have anything. It means that they had so much. They had to keep on searching because the assortment was so much. They had so much stuff to go through until they could select something that, you know, that's eye-catching to them, that into something, oh, yeah, I'm going to wear this today. Isn't that a blessing? We ought to be thankful for these things. Amen. If we need water, you know there's people around the world right now don't even have clean water. We have clean water. We have bottled water. We have reverse osmosis water. We have water in our pipes. I mean, you name it. God has blessed us us and we ought to be thankful but in spite of all those things the greatest thing salvation amen we are saved by grace through faith and so i give god thanks more than anything else i thank him for my health thank him for my strength i do thank him for wealth i do thank you for living work christian center every member i give god thanks to all of you but if i didn't have any of that, thank God for salvation. And so it's up to you to be thankful unto the Lord. Number one reason give God thanks is for salvation. You know what salvation means? It means life. Amen. Salvation is life. Remember, if you're not saved, you're dead. <laughs> you're dead. You're just, um, you're a walking shell. You know, unsaved people are like zombies. They're, they are the walking dead. The Bible said, without Christ, you're dead, right? You were dead in your trespasses and sin. So life can only be found in Christ Jesus. So I'm thanking God for life, eternal life, eternal. I give God thanks. And the Bible says in everything, we ought to give him thanks because this is God's will for you. According to 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, we ought to give God thanks for every single thing. Number one is life. So thank him for life. Thank him. Be grateful for life. You know what? One thing I learned is this. Thankfulness, and I want everybody to understand this. Thankfulness flows from gratefulness. May I say that one more time? Thankfulness flows from gratefulness. When you're grateful, you automatically are thankful. When you recognize God's blessing on your life, you become grateful. You see, gratefulness comes from recognizing God's mercy and love for us. That's where gratefulness comes from. It comes from recognizing God's mercy and love for us. When you recognize the grace that has been shed upon you, the love that has been extended to you, when you recognize it and you see how you were not deserving of it, you are grateful, amen? And when you're grateful, you're simply thankful. Don't you know you have to thank God every day? But unless you are grateful, unless you recognize what God has done for you, then it's not going to happen automatically. You're not going to think to give God thanks because you don't recognize how he has blessed you, his mercy, his love, his grace upon your life. If you don't recognize that, then... 
um, thankfulness will not automatically flow from you. Because you know, the Bible says our mouth speak from the abundance of our heart. So what's in our heart, it will come out of your mouth. So if you have a heart full of gratitude, mm, if you have an attitude of gratitude, you will be thankful. But in order to have an attitude of gratitude, a heart full of gratitude, you must recognize the blessing of God in your life. So I want to awaken you to recognize, and I don't want to, you know, uh, awaken you to all the material things. I want to awaken you to life, the spiritual thing, the one thing that you cannot live without, the one thing that you don't want to exist without, and that's eternal life. And if you don't have it, you better get eternal life by accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, because without it, you're eternally dead absolutely dead. You know, people think, unsafe people think they have life. They don't have life. You know, it's a facade. It's not real. And true life can only be found in Christ Jesus. So share, share this blog, share this, this, um, this message today with your unsafe friends. Let them know that without Christ, there is no life. Amen. Because, and we must be grateful and in order to be thankful because of this life that God has provided for us. The Bible said he, he called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And so as people of God, we better recognize that if he had not called you, if he had not pulled you up out of the muck and the mire, you will be gone. You'll be dead in your trespasses and sin. The Bible said the soul that sinned shall die. Amen. So if you're still in your sin, you are dead. And so I pray that we're thankful. We're thankful to God. Number one, thank him for salvation. You are not dead, but you are alive and well. The Bible says in him, we live, we move, and we have our being. And so I am thankful that I'm a child of God. Amen. And some of you probably more thankful than others because where you're coming from and what God saved you from. <laughs> it's amazing, right? In your own life, you can see, you can say it's amazing based on how you used to be, what you used to be. You thank God that you're no longer like that. You know, all the things, the negative things you used to do and how God spared your life and kept you. And, you know, it creates such an attitude because you recognize God's mercy. Had it not been for the mercy of God, you know, what took out your friend could have took you out. But God had mercy on you. And you're here today to testify and to lift your hands and say, Lord, thank you. Thank you. So every Christian should be thankful. If you're not thankful, you ain't a Christian. I'm sorry, because you have to you you have to recognize God's mercy and God's grace on your life. Amen. You have to do it in order to be a Christian, because if you if you're not, then, you know, you have to be able to give God thanks and to know that you didn't come this far by yourself. You came this far because of God's hand up on your life. Amen. The second thing when you're thankful, the second thing that every Christian should be is to be committed let me say it again. Every Christian should be committed, committed um, to God. This is what the Bible, this is what the Bible said. Committed to your faith. Who whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, 
him will I confess also before my Father, which is in heaven. This is Jesus talking. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father, which is in heaven. Amen. And this is, it, it goes on to say this in verse 37. This is Matthew 10 in verse 37. He said, he that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me me. He that findeth his life shall lose it, and he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. You know what God wants us to be committed to him. <laughs> he says, if you love your father, your mother, your son, your daughter, if you love anything more than him, you're not worthy of him. <laughs> you're not worthy. And then he says, if you deny him, listen, we have to be so committed to our faith that people your actions should not cause people, should not be a denial of your faith, rather. You know, you can deny your faith with your mouth, but you can also deny your faith with your actions. People can look at you and say, oh, I thought she said well, she, he or she was a Christian, but look what they did. That's not a Christian. That is you denying your faith. And God says, you deny me before men. You let men see your action cause them to say, you're not a child of God. That's a denial of the faith. And Jesus said, I'm going to deny you before my heavenly father. Listen, we have to understand. We got to take this thing seriously. We take too much for granted. We take too much for granted. We compromise our faith by what we say and what we do. So you can get, you can deny your faith without even opening your mouth simply by what you do. So you better make sure that your mouth and your action are in agreement with the word of God. So when people see you, the Bible said that men will see your good works and come to glorify your heavenly father. Are you sure? You want to make sure. You want to make sure that you're living your life in such a way that you're not denying the faith. That your life is not discrediting you. You know, you say you're Christian, but you're doing all the ungodly stuff that Christians should not do. You want to make sure that you're not denying your heavenly father with your action. See, a lot of people think it's just with your mouth. Nah, yeah, it, you can't deny God with your mouth, you know, but your action is probably the greatest way that we, 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 den we deny our faith. And so make sure that your life is in keeping with the word of God. Amen. And in Luke chapter 9 and 57, um, let me read this. It says, came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee wheresoever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, foxes have holes, birds have air, birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has not where to lay his head. And he said unto another, follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go bury my father. Jesus said unto him, let the dead bury their dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go bid them farewell, which are at home at my house. And Jesus said unto them, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom. What that, what that word of God is saying is there, come up with excuses. <laughs> yeah, find all the excuses you want to find. 
okay, to deny your faith and to do the things that God has called you to do. You come up with all the excuses and your end is not going to be a good one. You know, Jesus said, well, the man said, well, I got to go bury my father. What did Jesus said? You let the dead bury the dead. Another person said, I got to go take care of business. He says, okay, set those things aside and go do what God has called you to do. Amen. It's important that we do this. It's important that we understand. Jesus says, no man having put his hand to the plow and look at back is worthy or is fit for the kingdom of heaven. Are you allowing your job and everything else to cancel out the thing that God has called you to do in the kingdom? Are you now, you, you, you took up something in the ministry and all of a sudden, because you, you know, all the stuff that's going on at home, you can't do it anymore. The Bible is saying you ain't fit for the kingdom of heaven. If you put anything between you and what God has called you to do, you are not fit for the kingdom of heaven. This is what the word of God says. Jesus says, Father, not my will, your will be done. He was saying, Father, if there's any way you can take this cup from me. <laughs> but he says, nevertheless, not my will, your will be done. As you know, as Jesus, even as the young boy, when his parents came looking for him, when they found him, he said, didn't you know I must be about my father's will? You remember that little scenario? That's how committed he was to what God has called him to do. You must be committed to your faith. You commit to your faith. You commit to the things of your faith. You can't say you love God and not love the things of God. You can't say you love God and not love the, the purpose that God has placed on your life. You must fulfill your purpose and you strengthen your love or um, actually authenticate your love by doing the things that God has called you to do. That's a, Stop saying you love somebody, you do nothing for them. What kind of love is that? That's a weak love. That's verbal love. You need love in attitude, love in action. You need active love. Show it. Show me you love me. Don't just say to me you love me. Show me that you love me. Amen. Your action speaks louder than your words. And here God is saying, if you take up the plow, if you said you're Christian and you take, he said, you must take up your cross and follow me. If not, you're not worthy of me. So whatever it is, whatever it is that God has called you to do in the kingdom, you better make sure you're doing it. If not, because the Bible says you're not fit for the kingdom of God. So stop picking up stuff and stop you know, taking up your cross and like, I can't deal with this. The people get on my nerve, this and that. And you can put it all down and think you're fit for the kingdom. You're not fit. You need to pick it up and keep running, baby. You keep it moving. You keep it moving. The Lord is your strength. All you've got to do is say, Lord, strengthen me for the task at hand. Don't you believe I have to do that? And you should do that too. It's not just for your pastor. It's for you. All of us have an assignment in the kingdom of God. And you must recognize, know your assignment, and be committed to it. Be committed to your faith. Be committed to your assignment. You must, If you love everything else more than you love God, you are not fit for the kingdom of God. Amen. You cannot even love your mother or father more than you love God. This is what the Bible says. Amen. And so, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, family comes first. How can family come first when it's God 
that comes first and the things that God has called you to come first. Amen. And so you must understand that God may call you and send you somewhere. You can't say, well, God, I got to go take care of my family. Don't you think he knows that? Huh? Don't you think God knows your your responsibilities? And if he send you somewhere, don't you realize he will take care of of your responsibilities for you. You see how we lack faith? We don't trust God because we think we're smarter than God. We think that God don't know what's going on in our lives. We allow our feelings, our emotions, our attitude, and our weak and limited mindset to outthink God. Well, so we think we can. And so God asks you to do something. God gives you an assignment and you like um, Moses, well, I'm a stutterer. I'm not a good spokesman. <laughs> like God don't already know. He put tongue. He put the tongue in your mouth. He knows whether you whether you could speak clearly or not. But if he called you for an assignment, he already has given you the ability to complete the assignment. God will never give you an assignment that he has not given you the ability to complete. God is not setting you up for failure. He's setting you up to succeed. Amen. And so you make sure. That you're not denying your faith, you're committed to it you're with your actions, with your words, and the things that God has called you to do, that you're actually doing it. In Luke 18 and verse 29, it says, um, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that has left house, or parents, or brethren, or wife, or children, for the kingdom of God's sake. Look at this blessing. Who shall not receive manifold more in the present time and in the life to come everlasting. Isn't that amazing? Amen. So what God is saying, anybody who have given up their life and given up family, friends, brethren, jobs, whatever it is, for the kingdom of God's sake, God said you're going to receive manifold more now talk about now in the present time and in the world to come life everlasting so not only god gonna bless you now because you you're committed to him you're committed to the faith you're committed to the work of god god said i'm gonna bless you in the now and i'm gonna bless you even more in the life to come isn't that wonderful? You should be excited about that. So every Christian should not only be thankful, they should also be committed. Make sure you're committed. Make sure you commit your life to, up to the Lord. The Bible says, submit your life uh, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which is your reasonable service. That's what God wants for us. That is your commitment that your life is submitted to God. You're not doing things according to the world. The Bible said, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You and I are called to come out from among them, be separate, commit. Let me say it again. Commit your life to God. For without that, you're not fit for the kingdom of heaven. That's what the word of God says. Not making this up. I hope everybody connect with that right there. Share this blog. Share this blog. Amen. And lastly, every one of us, every child of God should be prayerful. The Bible tells us to pray without ceasing. We got to always pray. Why is prayer, why is prayer necessary? Prayer solidifies our connection with our Heavenly Father. 
Amen. It does. You know, us waking up every morning talking to God, that is a form of prayer. Now, I know there's times I got to get on my knees. There are times I got to lay on my face. Depends on what's going on. But most times, I'm simply just talking to God. Amen. Just having a one-on-one, a communication with God. Amen. Talking to him, you know, um, getting my desires before his face. But most of all, listening to what he has to say to me. Prayer opens up the communication channel between heaven and earth. (laughs) I love that. Prayer opens the communication channel between heaven and earth, between your God and you. So you want to make sure that every single day you are talking to your heavenly father. I don't think I could say that enough. I, you know, I've been saying it every day for the last couple of months. Make sure that you talk to your father. Amen. Praying always without ceasing, seeking God, knocking on the door. Hey, my heavenly father, <laughs> you know, seeking him that you may find them, knocking that the doors may be opened, asking that you may receive. You know, you're not just asking for material things. You already have all that. Amen. <laughs> Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added onto you. So the Bible says, well, our connection with God is pure and it's open and it's flowing. All the material stuff comes right along with it. Amen. Solomon asked God for wisdom and understanding. And what God said, because you asked for wisdom, I'm going to give you everything else you didn't ask for. You see, we got We have to understand this. You know, we focus so much on having stuff. When we ask God for the right things, God give us all the other stuff. Amen. And so make sure that you are prayerful. All of us as Christians, we should be very prayerful, pray without ceasing. Amen. We should never stop praying. It doesn't matter what we're going through, what is happening. You simply um, have your time that you talk to God. Amen. And not just talk to God about yourself. Pray for your neighbors. Pray for your family. Pray for your church. And most importantly, pray for your pastor. Amen. Y'all better be praying for me because when you pray for me, God give me a word for you. And the word that you need comes in my messages, comes in morning manner. It comes when I'm on the pulpit talking or preaching the word. Those who are praying for me will always receive from me. Amen. And those who God is connected with me will always receive something good from me. God allows the word to come through my mouth. And so you can hear it in your hear. And not only would you hear it, but you will understand it and that you can be converted and be transformed because of what you heard. Many of you are praying about certain things and then God will give me a word. And it's as though that, you know, I'm in your prayer room. I'm not there. The Holy Spirit is there. And he simply just gives me what you need. And he allows me to speak it in the atmosphere. Amen. So make sure as a Christian that you're thankful, you're committed, and you are also prayerful. Amen. And so I pray that these three things that every Christian should be, that you have connected with it and you see yourself You see yourself as these three things. Like I said, there's so much more we could talk about. We could talk about you being surrendered. We could talk about you being usable, humble, and all these other kind of things. But these things, I feel they're very, very important that we are prayerful, um, that we are committed, and that we are thankful. Amen. So that ends my blog for today. That ends my manner for today. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you again. 
for your word, for whatever your word is, there is faith. And we thank you, Father, because you give us your word to, to change us, to transform us, to cause us, God, to come to a place of perfection. And I pray, God, that we're growing, we are, we are eating your word, we are drinking your word, and we are being nourished by your word. And not only are we being nourished, but we're being perfected by your word. I pray, God, that as, as your people, that we're thankful, we're committed, and that we are prayerful. Father, for in all things, it is you who have called us. It is you who have chosen us. So in spite of what we have, who we are, where we live, God, it, it, we are your choice. And so we are thankful. We are grateful that before the very foundation of the world, you already had an assignment for us. And for this, Lord, we lift our hands in gratitude and praise because we recognize your mercy upon our lives. Amen. Father, give us the courage to be committed. God, that we're not fearful to stand up and, 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 and declare to the world who we are, not just in our words, but in our deeds. Father, cause how we dress, how we present ourselves to exemplify the grace that you have placed upon our lives. God causes not to deny our faith by our attitude, our character, God, what we present in this dark world. But I pray, Heavenly Father, that we are a light in this world. Hallelujah. And when men see this light, they will come to glorify you in heaven. I pray, God, that we will be of such that people look at us and ask us about the grace that is on our lives. Father, we thank you because it's our desire, it's your desire for us to be emissaries, to be ambassadors of your kingdom. And I pray, God, as we have learned again today to be thankful, to be committed, and to be prayerful, that these things will be the hallmark of our lives. Thank you for hearing us this morning. Father, once again, we thank you for the favor that is on our heads, the increase on our hands, the swiftness on our feet. Father, we thank you for forgiving our past. Yes, we do, Father God, preserving our present, guaranteeing our future, for there's not a feeble one among us, but I'm healthy, we are healthy, we are wealthy, we are stronger, you are Lord, and in the power of your might. For though our beginning was small, our latter end has greatly increased. And for this, Heavenly Father, we, we give you glory, honor, and praise. For it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.